Hello everyone and welcome to Embodying Your Higher Self, Tools for Living Consciously. My name is Michelle Champaka and thank you for joining us today about conversations, exploring consciousness. And today I have a very special guest. She'll be joining us shortly. Her name is Michaela. And Michaela is a star witch, an earth poet, and an amazing astrologer. She's facilitated sacred ceremonies around the world, connected to the great mother and this amazing planet. And her astrology creations are an eclectic fusion of star wisdom combined with earth magic. So I'm so excited to have uh, Michaela on my show today to talk about astrology and um, hopefully we can learn some wonderful things about the transits and how they're affecting our lives and what we can do. Yes, so just hang on a moment. I will be right back with you. Okay, oh, wonderful. Michaela is here. Michaela is here. I keep saying hello, my hello, dear. Welcome to, to the podcast. And I'm glad you were able to make it in. Um, interesting uh -huh. times with Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Aquarius, absolutely. So I'm just going to, are we live at the moment, Michelle? We are. We are live. Uh, Hello, everyone. Thanks for bearing with me while I arrive. No worries at all. I already gave a short intro to you. Um, there's no one in the studio yet. So um, sometimes what happens is people pop in a little bit later. That often happens. So we'll just begin the conversation when you're ready and just uh, open it up for when people do come in and even those who uh, are not going to be on the live today will hear this recording and be able to get all the juicy um, tidbits that we're sharing today. So welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. And can you uh, correct me if I'm saying your name? Is it Michaela? Am I saying that right? Or is it Michaela? Um, Michaela. Michaela. Okay. Thank you, Michaela. Yes. Thank That's you. That's okay. And Michelle, can you hear me okay? I just want to check if my audio is clear for you. Yes, it's crystal clear. Um, great audio. Nice and clear. Wonderful. Wonderful. So um, um, Michaela is calling in from Australia and I had a reading with her, I guess it was about a couple of weeks ago, and it was an amazing astrology reading. And I had never um, honestly encountered anybody who is a star witch astrologer. So maybe my first question is, tell me, what, what does that mean? And 
how would you define what is a star witch astrologer? Maybe we could start with that. Sure. So, well, it's an interesting one because I've always journeyed since a young child, uh, growing up in Aotearoa. I was born in Australia, but I grew up in Aotearoa, so I've always had a very strong connection with the land and with spirit, direct yes. communication with spirit. So it was an actual surprise to me when um, when spirit um, granted me the mission of working with astrology in my late 20s when I discovered it, um, as we all do with getting on our life purpose and path quite often through a shamanic rite of initiation or a shamanic dismembering. And mm -hmm. it breathed life back into me. So I've always um, followed earth magic, earth wisdom, indigenous teachings with the greatest respect around the world, but also a direct communication with, with spirits. So mm. I started to use astrology as a tool to understand myself because I was lost um, yes. and in that shamanic dismembering, that rite of passage and initiation, which was um, incredibly painful on many different levels, I had to breathe life back into my soul and the reason why I was here. And I found astrology and I was delving into it myself personally was an amazing, amazing transpersonal tool and I worked with it over the years, studying with different people, but ultimately fusing it with my own earth medicine and ancestral uh, connection to my beautiful ancestors, the bright, well, happy ancestral um, lineage. And so it's part of my life purpose. And, and I suppose Star Witch just came through to me one day from Spirit. And that's why I called um, myself Star Witch, because it's the fusion of ancient star wisdom infused into Mama Earth's medicinal template, which is actually the seasonal template based on the equinoxes and the solstices. So um, my allegiance is to Mama Earth. I have chosen to be here to support her, and she is my um, she's part of my star seeding that I've I've chosen to be on this beautiful planet. And with all of us, with our divine medicine gifts and our life purpose and challenges of where we go through in life. Life is very messy and chaotic and unpredictable and we've got human conditioning. So I like to keep it very grounded, Michelle. So as you know, when I work with astrology, I've used it in my own personal, unique way over the years in the sense that we can go out into the cosmos, into the celestial heavens and meet with our star seeding, our star tribe, our star kin. But unless we know how to actually work with this amazing map and tool, which I see their natal chart, in a very practical down-to-earth way, I think it loses its, its potency or its purpose. It's like we need, we're here living everyday existence. Yeah. 
and it's a wonderful map. I call it a treasure map. And we are divine sovereign beings. So we get to choose how to navigate these energies. And it works incredibly well with shamanic teachings and trainings. Interesting. Fascinating. I love um, your explanation. And in many ways, you, you answered my question, which I was going to ask is, what is different about this type of astrology? And you've really answered this uh, question so well. Um, I, I wonder, you know, you talked about your challenges and was there any, uh, you don't have to, you know, get too personal, but was there any point in your life where, you know, I know a lot of people are going through a kind of dark night of the soul and um, especially now with the challenges with this pandemic and the lockdowns, the, mm. It's just a very challenging time for so many people. And I, I've often heard these words before, we can either have a breakdown or a breakthrough. And so, you know, I know you mentioned that you have had some challenges and, you know, perhaps you could share what was a breakthrough moment for you and was there any particular wisdom that came through or any kind of tools that came through um, in addition to your astrology work um, that you could share that might be really helpful for the listeners? Absolutely. So I'm also, um, I have a, a special interest in spiritual emergence or spiritual mm. crisis, the breakthrough or the breakdown. Mm. So in my mid-20s after um, living a very extravagant, creative, um, adventurous, very risky lifestyle overseas as a gypsy and a traveller. Um, I went through uh, quite a potent shamanic initiation of um, having to overcome opiate and heroin addiction. Wow. And um, I lost basically everything. So it was at that point of life and death for myself. And I really honour each individual because hitting, hitting rock bottom looks very different to each individual person. Yes. And, and that's why I have a strong heart connection and focus on when I work with astrology, it's about the person sitting in front of me. It's person-centered. So I, um, I uh, was supported by going back home to New Zealand by a strong, um, close group of medicine women that um, looked after me and with herbs and naturally. And I received a lot of visions and guidance mm. in my dreams and that's also in my chart so but I hadn't really discovered astrology then I was more working more with um magic and tarot and and uh going around different sacred sites so uh in this dream I was shown that I needed to cross water and there was a group of women waiting for me and that's where my healing would happen and I knew where this place wow. was in Aotearoa, so I had nothing to my name. <laughs> and I hmm. um, lost all the jewellery, I lost all the armour, all the beautiful clothes, all the hair, and because I really had no idea who I was. So I went to this beautiful place and um, 
I was going to do an arts degree, but instead um, oh, I um, actually just went out and sat on the land and um, it was a life-changing moment where I lay down on the mother um, on my belly and I actually felt her come through to me and say, my child, you've come back to me. You are my daughter. And at this time, I discovered a beautiful moon lodge and it was like coming home. And this one night in the teepee that was filled with 50 women in a spiral around a huge big fire pit in the teepee with crystals and a cauldron of herbal tea, it was there that I was rebirthed. And so it's a very shamanic process of coming home to myself, but coming home through Mother Nature. And so I spent a lot of years by myself connecting to this intuitively, not actually training with anyone at that point, and just letting her teach me. And that's when I picked up a book on astrology and started to explore the chart for myself because I I don't know, it was just one of those things that you realise later down the track how pivotal it was, but you didn't quite realise the significance at the time, if that right. makes sense. And, and then yeah. throughout the years I used it as a beautiful tool and it just became stronger in the sense of um, I've always worked with my my medicine that I carry is about helping people to awaken to their purpose of why they are here. Mm. And I did start learning traditional astrology, but then when I learned from an amazing, um, beautiful friend who is still a dear friend and mentor and astrology elder, Babula, she taught me about Black Moon Lilith. And when the feminine aspect came into the chart, it became alive for me. And so what happens is I'm not your typical astrologer. I, I bring in transpersonal counselling, but then the planets and the placement of the chart talks to me. So I work a lot with past lives. Um, I can see different times and places of how those contracts play out in our energetic imprint in this lifetime through our chart. I also feel that we can transcend our chart. It's a map. It's a guide. So there's always light, healed aspects and shadow values. And I work with the planets as if you can imagine walking in to a sacred place and the planets are star elders and they've each got a particular lesson or rite of initiation and passage to teach you about but then you have to navigate with your free will as a sovereign being how best do we channel these energies in a healthy healed vibrant way so it doesn't take away our suffering or when we're going through the dark night of our souls but it's an amazing tool to to work with the cosmic celestial cycles and rhythms how best is it to channel these energies at this point in time and when I reflected back to um, when I was going through the shamanic death of um, in recovery 
I, I realised and I tracked back the transits that were happening in my chart and it was pretty much life, death and rebirth that was playing out in my eighth mm. house. Wow. Mm. Amazing. What an amazing story. And I'm so, um, I think your journey is quite profound. And, and I know we all have our own journey, but um, I feel like when we share our story, there's something that other people can learn uh, from those stories and perhaps empower them to make a, a change in their lives. And it's funny because the last, the, my previous podcast last week was all about addiction so, oh, and <laughs> working with addiction. So it's, it's interesting mm. that that came up again. And, um, but yeah, I think it's, um, it is uh, one of the things that I'm exploring is the whole idea of how, you know, how we have these, uh, kind of like boundaries, a boundary that, you know, prevents us from moving into, you know, our greatest self. And for me, it's about willpower and uh, not having the willpower, not having the discipline. And, you know, I don't know if astrology can help people with their bad habits, uh, inclinations and, you know, uh, programs, but, uh, you know, because I don't honestly know enough about astrology other than my own experiences. But I don't know if you have anything to say about that. How could astrology be used as a tool to help people um, release or move beyond these bad habits and inclinations? Absolutely. It's such a potent, powerful tool for transformation. Mm. But I bring it through in a very clear, grounded way that when we look at someone's chart, quite often it is there. So, for example, can can I give you an example from my own natal chart? Sure. Uh, to speak into this, Michelle. Um, for example, Chiron and, and all of these planets and all of the signs are all in our chart, but some are more prominent than others. Um, Chiron is known as the wounded healer or shamanic medicine carrier, and it, it in mythology relates to our um, core wound. Chiron was a centaur, a highly advanced centaur that governs instinctual primal energy combined with the high intellectual vibratory resonance, so nature and high intellect. And Chiron's cave is where the warriors of light, which always gives me spirit shivers, the warriors of light mm. and the healers would go to be trained by Chiron. Wow. So, That's yeah. incredible. I'm getting shivers. Yes. The warriors of light and healers mm. went to be trained by Chiron in his cave. Yes. Oh. So, and we all go through a Chiron return around 4950. So, I'll just um, uh, sidetrack just a tiny bit. We all have particular rites of initiation, astrological transits that happen for everyone at particular ages. So the Chiron return happens around 4950. However, this is a, a wonderful example because I always say there's a healthy and unhealthy expression depending on how we choose to navigate or mm -hmm. patterns or conditionings that keep us bound or stuck but the other light side is incredible um, uh, resilience or um, 
empowerment. So one, one energy holds those two sides of the coin. And so Chiron is our greatest wound, our deep core soul wound. And it can also be our greatest medicine gift. And it doesn't always mean we have to operate from the wounded side. We can actually be operating from a very healthy, functional way throughout our lives. So we can't make assumptions just because we've got particular placements in our chart. But my Chiron placement is in the 12th house, which governs other worlds beyond the veils. It's very mm. shamanic. It's mystical. It's dreams. It's the um, spirit world. However, the 12th house, which is ruled by Pisces, also governs addictions, uh. hospitals, closed institutions. So in a way, Chiron being placed in my 12th house means that there's a deep core wound with, um, I call it divine homesickness, of needing to go beyond the realms of earth and obviously reading your chart when you're a teenager in your 20s depending on your life experiences is very different to when you've got matured wisdom say in your 30s or your 50s or your 80s so the chiron energy did indicate in my chart that there would be a deep wounding possibly with addictions, but my greatest medicine gift is the ability to bridge the world of spirit and earth. So in a way, it keeps me humble because yes. I know that we've got the greatest potential and we can't judge someone where they're at at a particular chapter in their lifetime. And that's why shamanic experiencing and all of the wonderful processes and teachings that you offer, Michelle, because that's what worked for me. That's what breathed life back into my soul was coming back to nature because it's part of my medicine that does not let me down. It's rock solid. Mm. Beautiful. And yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. So we have a question here. Who's ever ready to tackle it, he says. Um, so, where are you on the consciousness level? Do you still think? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. Uh, um, he, he was, he's asking both of us. I, um, mm, I don't know if you, um, you want to tackle question. this question. <laughs> Okay, sure, go ahead. I'd love to. I try not to think too much. <laughs> um, in saying that, uh, with the greatest respect, I, I I feel that there has been an overemphasis on the intellectual mind, especially yeah. within astrology, the culture of astrology. It can be very scientific based, and and don't get me wrong, I with whatever it is, I feel that. Training, which comes back to Chiron, training and fundamental techniques so that you've got a solid foundational structure in whatever it is, whether it's shamanic training or astrology or healing, I think it's so important to have a solid foundational structure. And yes. part of that is learning, the application yes. of the mind. However, I have seen the trickster, Mercury the trickster at play, 
if and especially in our Western uh, society, we over glorify the intellectual mind at the um, expense of our beautiful bodies and our intuition. Yes. So on the consciousness level, I think it's really important. I trust my intuition. I trust my guides. And I know I've got a solid foundation. And yes, at the same time, I value my mind to be discerning and use that to be discriminating as well. So that's that streetwise. Um, I heard a beautiful quote, you still need to be streetwise, not everything's black and white. Right. And I right. love that. Like keep an open mind and an open heart. Yes. Balanced. Yes, yes. Well, thank you. Well, um, I'll try to answer his question as well. I mean, I think it, it is an interesting question. Do you still think, well, I think... I think unless you're completely enlightened living in a cave and never speaking to anybody and I don't know, I think we're always in a place of we're still using the mind. But the for me, the um, ultimate is when I can let go of the left brain logical mind and be in in my higher self and and function from that intuitive mind, so to speak. And, and when I'm in that space, of course, I'm not thinking. Um, I, haven't, I haven't become enlightened uh, yet. I don't know if that will ever happen. I, um, maybe one day I'll get to a place where I absolutely don't think. But I do, I do believe that, there, you know, like you said, uh, Michaela, there is, a, there is a use for the mind and we do need the mind. But the, the, for me, it is not the penultimate. For me, um, I don't want to be a slave of my mind. I would rather be the master of my mind and be in harmony with my higher self and allow my higher self to um, maybe to, to have more precedence in my life, to, to be able to function more from that intuitive place of making choices from that higher mind, so to speak. And so I think with you and, and, and the work you do and me and the work I do, I think we, we have cultivated more of our intuitive self. And perhaps, I don't know, for me, I'd say it's probably 50-50. It could be at times greater. Uh, sometimes I'm more intuitive than I am rational. Uh, but I, I would like to think that I, I have a balance between the rational mind and the intuitive, uh, more conscious part of me, is what I would say to answer your question, Al. <laughs> and it's a, it's a wonderful question and segue into a focus for 2021. Would you, would you like me to speak into that, Michelle? Please, I would love that. Thank you. Yes, yeah, especially because it's about the mind and could you speak about the master of the mind and the master of the higher self and the intuitive higher mind? You need to be aware there's um, incredibly strong planetary um, transits that are happening this year in the sign of Aquarius which is an ear element, but it's also, to me, cosmic intelligences. And also we've got the modern ruling planet Uranus um, with Black Moon, Lilith and Taurus in her 
in what's called her mean position. I'll just offer that out if there's any astrologers listening. Mm. And it's important to remember that there are light and shadow aspects to all of this playing out on the world stage. And all of this Aquarius energy and Uranus and Taurus is uh, squaring. So they're fixed earth, mm-hmm. Taurus, fixed air, Aquarius. But it's being ramped up, intensified. So there's high intensity yes. with those elements. And also the eclipse season this year is Gemini Sagittarius. And, of course, Gemini is about information in the mind. So it's really important this year to be centered and grounded to keep bringing it back to how do we center how do we ground how do we earth because the activation of telepathy higher consciousness also uh aquarius and uranus is very progressive and awakening but it does govern artificial intelligence as well. So, yes, it's an amazing energy for bringing through expansive, higher mind, intuitive knowledge and wisdom combined with the eclipses. But we also have to be incredibly discerning around manipulation of information. And it's all around um, possibly mind control, um, I'm just giving you the extremes here because yes. it's important to be wise yes. and be street smart. So people may find that um, they have incredible intuition, awakening, you know, um, incredible messages from their spirits, from their guides. And I would say take a step back bring in your tools, your shamanic tools and gifts, and be very clear around who your spirit team is, what you, who and what you're connecting in with. Mm. Because there are malevolent and benevolent energies at play down here and as above, as above, so below. And we are beautiful, empowered, magnificent beings. So, This is a very exciting time to be here. And, you know, that the Indigenous prophecy, we are the ones that we've been waiting for. Now, more than ever, this is playing out. So it's very exciting. Um, There are great challenges coming, but we need to be aware of how to nurture and look after our physical temples and bodies and not let the mind the mechanisms of the mind run away so that we're not enslaved to the mind, which yeah. is an out-of-control Gemini Aquarius energy. Yeah. So just speaking into that for this year as well. Mm-hmm. And Al just asked another question. Um, this is the importance of getting away from believing your thoughts. Do you believe all thoughts are lies? Interesting question. Mm, very. <laughs> um, yes, because as a not yes to your question now, but uh, yes to interesting question. Mercury, the planet of communication, is also the trickster or the coyote. 
Yeah. So keep that in mind that we need to know ourselves incredibly well as to discern what is our intuition. Is this our guides coming through and checking with ourselves around that? Or oh. is it um, other influences or um, entities coming through? Can I, is, is that, because that's the work you do, Michelle, isn't it? Yes, yes, I, I do. And, 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 you know, the, you know, this is a great question. I'm so glad you asked it, Elle, um, because I don't, um, I don't believe that all thoughts are lies, but I do believe that about 99.9999999999% of our thoughts are not even our thoughts. Mm. And I believe that we are like psychic sponges picking up 24-7 the thoughts, feelings, emotions um, from everyone in the world from the collective consciousness. So this is when we really, really have to get discerning, like you said, Michaela, and begin to understand what are even my thoughts or are they belonging to someone else or something else? And uh, so, yeah, this is, this is something I'm very aware of, yeah. Absolutely, and that's that collective um, field that exists in um, our humanity is, uh, yeah, being incredibly discerning over our empathic, intuitive selves is exactly what you said, Michelle. Is this originating from us or is it something that we're tuning into, which is also very Aquarian, being aware of what your psychic antennae is attuning into? Yes, yes. This is something I learned a while ago when I was uh, doing some training with Access Consciousness. And I remember the first time I heard that, like this whole idea that 99.99% of your thoughts are not even your thoughts. I was like, what? I was like, really? And uh, this was about seven or eight years ago. And then I began to realize this is true. And um, so what I started doing is when I started, you know, like when you suddenly feel off, like for no reason, you just, you know, suddenly get really upset or sad and you don't even know where this emotion has come from. Where does this come from? I, I right away just ask myself, who does this belong to? And usually I get this feeling of like, huh, wow, when I ask that, it's getting lighter and that tells me it's not mine. And then uh, I just say I return it all back to sender with consciousness attached. And I say that a few times. I return this fear or this anger, whatever I'm feeling, I return it back to sender with consciousness attached. And in usually within less than a minute, that feeling um, just literally dissipates and disappears. And this is how I recognize more and more how so much of what I'm picking up on from the collective consciousness, it's just, it's not even mine. And it's pretty crazy, really crazy. <laughs> and uh, that can also be in astrological terms, if there's any planets in the 12th house, because that's that collective consciousness as well. 
Right. Um, yeah, so you're able to then bring in the opposite sign of Virgo to be discerning, to balance it out. So it's it's great to use astrology as a map to, okay, if this is being over-identified in a particular part of our chart, to bring in the polar opposite to balance it. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Wonderful, wonderful. Elle says, good thoughts do the same as bad ones. Okay. So Elle is very, very much on this track of, of thoughts. Interesting. Good thoughts do the same as bad ones. Huh. That's interesting. How would you, would you, exp would you like to click on the little phone icon, Elle, and come and talk to us live? You're more than welcome to have a, a conversation with us. If you'd like to just click on the little icon with the phone and then I'll accept you in as a call-in. And we can actually talk about this if you'd like to. Let's see if he comes on. Yeah, I don't, I, I think he's a little bit shy maybe, but uh, um, that's, uh, thank you so much for sharing all of this. It, it's been such an illuminating, uh, very illuminating discussion. Good builds you up to tear you down later. I'd like to, but not tonight, there is a time to speak. Oh, okay. No worries. I really appreciate your, your questions and your, your input. It's made for a very interesting and dynamic show. So no worries at all. Thank you for joining us today. And before we close the show, um, I, I'm just, I just love this conversation. I, I guess I'd like to just ask, uh, what are some like maybe three key points of astrology readings that everyone maybe should look out for um, or ask about. Is there any, I don't know, is there any, any key points that you could share with us? I know you've shared so much already, Michaela. Oh, that's okay. I can, I can keep sharing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I just want to speak into us. Um, Al, you put uh, a beautiful comment. Use your mind's eye and you can observe your own thoughts. And ah. the you who you are is the one observing the thoughts. And that's, um, yes, I, I really recognize and respect the witness and the observer of who we can become in mm. any interaction in life. So, Thank you for bringing that up about the observer and the witness. Well, that's how I how I take it. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Um, so yes. Okay, Michelle. So three key points. Um, how I specifically um, work with it is the incarnation of your soul contract is coming through as your natal chart. It, it gives you indications into your life purpose, where you find fulfillment, even to um, how you interact with others, uh, a great tool for bringing through uh, what your purpose is and your medicine gifts or your place out in the world. Yes. Or it may be, I always say, it may actually be at home. It doesn't have to be out on the world stage. So it can be incredibly practical as well in the sense that it looks at, and I suppose I was um, 
shown many, many years ago in a book I read, and I can't remember the book, but in the time of the Essenes, the children's charts would be worked with, astrology would be worked with, and I think it was called the Children of Light, so that children received foundational training in all of the ancient sacred arts, but you could use your your chart to then look at what was your purpose and your strongest gifts in medicine to fulfill as a soul. And, and to bring it very practical and grounded in this time, I think that would save us years and years of searching. Yes, yes, wonderful. Because well, ultimately, why am I here? But I'm not dispelling the journey is important and those experiences and discoveries, but it's a great map also for timing and understanding yourself on a deeper psychological level as well as a spiritual being. Mm. So relationships is always a very interesting one to look at relationship astrology, interactions between you and another, the gifts and challenges. I do a lot of relationship work with people because relationships are our strongest um, training ground (laughs) and landscape there's always going to be gifts and challenges in any relationship and how best do we navigate this to understand another individual yes absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. and I just want to say you know for Elle who's here I did have a reading with uh, Michaela it was an awesome reading um, I highly recommend um, her services, and she's a very wise and insightful astrologer. And I've put her email there and uh, just mentioned that you uh, you heard about her on this uh, podcast. And, um, yeah, it's uh, really been wonderful to have you today. Um, I really, um, really love everything you've shared and feel like um, our listeners will get a, a lot of value from from your, your wisdom and insights about astrology and beyond. Um, so, yeah, please check out uh, Michaela. I've put her email here in the box so you can contact her. And uh, later after the show's uploaded, you can download the show for anybody who's listening. And um, I'll also put up her website for you to contact Michaela, if you'd like to book in um, an astrology reading with her. So thank you so much, Michaela, for coming on the show today. Thank you, Michelle. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. And thank you so much, Michelle, for inviting me. It's been um, quite delightful to talk about and share about this from a different perspective. Thank you. Yes, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And thanks so much, Elle, for coming and uh, for your wonderful insightful questions and observations about the mind. Uh, It's uh, been a great uh, podcast today. So lots of love to all of the listeners out there and may you all be happy and well and talk to you soon. See you next week.